0: Jeremiah 47, and uh, this is a relatively short chapter uh, today, so we're going to just kind of jump through it verse by verse, look at each one, and then uh, we'll call it a day. Of course, uh, for the first time this season, the Packers kicked off at 1, so we got to get home. Uh, I promise I will never on purpose shorten a service for the cause of a football game. Basketball maybe, no, I'm just kidding, Uh <laughs> uh, what I've found is, if you shorten, I say I've found, I've been told, if you shorten a sermon <laughs> for a football game, your team will lose, so, uh, so don't do that, a fun story, uh, in our first year as a church, it was the playoffs, NFL playoffs, and I got to church, I looked at the score, my team was up by two touchdowns, took my phone, turned it off, so I couldn't get any text message, anything going on during the service. I so said, I'm going to be good, God. I'm just going to put it away. I'm not going to think about it. Once service is done, I'll look at it. Um, <laughs> after service got over, pulled out my phone, they had lost. Uh, and, uh, Adam was there. Uh, Seattle and Green Bay. And tied in. Uh, had a stupid play on a kickoff return. Onside kick. Ruined it. We would have went to the Super Bowl that year, but that's okay. Uh, But I still, to this day, I won't check the football score until after the service is done. Won't even think about it. So if you could help me out by doing the same thing. Uh, Don't check the scores during the service. And uh, go from there. All right. Uh, Jeremiah 47. The word of the Lord that came unto Jeremiah the prophet against the Philistines before that Pharaoh smote Gaza. So there's your... um, Time frame given to you here as well. We'll look at all the verses here in just a second, but uh, we desperately need God's help, so let's pray and ask for it. God, thank you for letting us have a great day here at your, at your house, and Lord, we're so thankful for the time that we spent together singing, uh, learning your word, fellowshipping. Uh, Lord, I'm so thankful for the opportunity that we have and for people who are willing uh, to volunteer to help with the kids and to teach the kids at their level, and uh, Lord, we're thankful for the nursery workers who uh, give of themselves to um, take care of the young children, and uh, we're thankful for those that plan and prepare and and help organize things, and uh, for those that are able to bring food each week, and uh, all that goes into a a day here together as a church, Lord, we're so thankful for it. And I pray that as we close out our day today and we look at this uh, short chapter in Jeremiah, that again, we'll just be reminded of who you are and Lord, that we'll draw closer to you. Again, I pray for those who are uh, sick or under the weather and we pray that you would um, uh, heal and, and and protect there. We pray for those that are uh, out of town and will be traveling back and for safety for them also. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd continue to um, use our time when we're here together to not only draw us closer to you, but to draw us closer together that Lord, we can continue to be a unified church uh, on a unified purpose. So help us, I do pray, again as we look at these verses, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we are in Jeremiah 47, and again, it's a a word against the Philistines before Pharaoh smote Gaza. It says in verse 2, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, waters rise up out of the north, and shall be an overflowing flood, and shall overflow the land, and all that is therein, the city and them that dwell therein, then the men shall cry, and all the inhabitants of the land shall howl. So this isn't a literal flood. This is a flood of army. The Chaldean army will come and will overthrow uh, everything that comes uh, here. God is going to give victory uh, here to these armies that come. And it says there at the end of verse 2, Then the men shall cry, and all the inhabitants of the land shall howl. That's a, it's a picture, right? When We talk about men crying, especially... Uh, in a time of war, and a time of defeat, you understand the severity of it. Not to say that men aren't allowed to cry uh, or anything like that, but when you're talking about the men of the nation crying, the picture is given to you there, the massive um, uh, shame to some degree, the massive just overwhelmingness of what takes place. If you uh, were alive to remember, I can't believe I have to say that, uh, September 11th, you remember just the shock and the, the, uh, the uncertainty, the concern, uh, there was anger there, too. But there was just this one, especially in the early parts of the day, just sitting there going, what happened? Even the next day, just kind of waking up and thinking, was that real? Did that really happen? And uh, you can imagine a nation of people who have now been uh, overtaken by a military force and just the uh, um, kind of the inability to fight back, just this, this defeat that is there and that's exactly what's being pointed out to us here in verse number two verse three at the noise of the stamping of hooves and of his strong horses at the rushing of his chariots and at the rumbling of the of his wheels the father shall not look back to their children nor feebleness of hands it's a it's a verse of fear um i grew up around horses and when you heard the hooves running when you weren't expecting them to be running there's fear Uh, If you're standing around a corner and you hear hooves uh, coming your direction, there's always going to be a little bit of fear there. And back then, you know, they didn't have the tanks or the jets or things like that. When you heard the hooves pounding the dirt coming and and mass hordes, it would drive some emotion uh, in your heart. There would be a little bit of fear of the understanding of, and and again, you picture as it says there in verse 2, floods Rising up, so you picture this overwhelming force coming in, and the fear that is there. Verse four: Because of the day that uh, that cometh to spoil all all Philistines, and to cut off from tyrus and Zidon every helper that remaineth, for the Lord will spoil the Philistines, the remnant of the country of Caphort. the The idea here is tyrus and Zidon were strong, wealthy allies; they had armies. They had resources. They were going to be there. But if you're against God, he's going to be against you. And uh, here this understanding that uh, that every helper that remaineth is going to be spoiled. All the allies. It's not going to work. It's not going to help. They're going to uh, face defeat as well. Verse 5. Baldness is come upon Gaza. Ashkelon is cut off with the remnant of their valley. How long wilt thou cut thyself? Uh, again, this is defeat. This is shame uh, that is there. This is the, uh, the, the sorrow in the morning and the things that are happening uh, as a result of, of the events leading up to. And so you see this here. Then uh, uh, verse 6, O thou sword of the Lord, how long will it be ere uh, thou be quiet? Put up thyself into thy scabbard, rest and be still. And how can it be quiet, seeing the Lord hath given it a charge against Ashkelon and against the seashore? There hath he appointed it. There will not be quietness when God sends the army. It won't stop until the mission is complete. It won't retreat. Uh, it won't run. It can't because it's on a mission from the Lord. It says there in verse 7, the Lord hath given it charge against Ashkelon. When God gives the charge, when God says go, God provides a way for it to be done. Whether it be the Christian and God saying, I want you to go accomplish this for me, God says, I'll give you everything that you need to accomplish it. When God is punishing his people and he gives a charge to an enemy, says, go and wipe out these people, God makes sure it gets done. gives them everything they need to get done. We saw it when we talk about Babylon coming in and God said they're going to come if you don't repent and they're going to win. Guess what? It happened. <laughs> Why? Because God gave it charge. When God gives it charge and those who he charged give, follow with obedience, it's going to happen. God says to a, a Christian, I want you to go. Let's use as an example missionaries. I want you to go to the mission field. If you say, yes, Lord, and you go, what he has charged you to do will be accomplished. If you say, no, Lord, it's not going to be accomplished through you. So even the enemies that God gave the commands to go, when they obeyed God, his will was accomplished through them. And oftentimes, it's amazing, you look throughout history at the, uh, I will say, things and people that obeyed God. A donkey, different animals, a whale, a large fish, uh, um, birds that provided meals and different things. There there are lots of different uh, creatures and and humans and people. We can read about and see the example that when God said, do this, and they obeyed, what he said to do that was accomplished. The sea, peace be still. It says the winds and the waves, or the winds and the storm, I forget the word I think it's the winds and the waves, obeyed. And to understand that God's creation, with the exception of people, God's creation has always obeyed God. <laughs> Isn't that amazing to think of? The the greatest of God's creation is us, and yet we're the ones that reject God. The rest of creation submits to everything God tells tells it to do. And I just think about that because creation uh, can prove, does prove, God exists. But we are what God created to tell, to proclaim. Who God is we have the most impact the most influence Um, God has given us the most responsibility and yet so often uh, we reject to obey the charge that God's given us and you look throughout history all the evil wicked (coughs) people that God has used to accomplish his will to think that they actually obeyed God. Now, again, did they, it's not like when God tells us and we say no, they, and God leads them a little bit differently, it seems, uh, as he does us. But uh, nonetheless, they did what God wanted them to do, and God used them to accomplish his will. For me, it's challenging and it's uh, uh, motivating because I want to be more obedient than the wicked. When I say the wicked, than the lost. We're all wicked. Uh, uh, thankfully, I've been made righteous uh, because of God's blood. so the lost, I want to be more obedient to the lost. I have noticed, not everyone obviously, but I have noticed that there are so many in the world who tend to love people better than I do. And their losses can be. And they're just kinder, nicer, more patient. With other people than i am and that's convicting to me because i sit there and go god's charged me to love my neighbor and there are times where i will say something uh to a co-worker and my co-worker will call me to the carpet on it or he'll just say you know well maybe we should be uh, a little bit more patient maybe you should think about what they've gone through maybe you should think about this or think about that and i think man I should have been the one to say that when it comes to obeying god it helps if we'll understand that what god wants to accomplish he's going to accomplish and the question is are you going to let him use you to accomplish it or are you going to let him use somebody else and although in life we're supposed to be nice and share and things like that but when god wants you to do something you've got to do it Um, because when he gives the charge it's going to get done I look back at samson and samson to me is such an interesting person and to think about all that samson could have done in his life but he could really only do in his death because he wouldn't obey god in his life and uh, and god still calls him (laughs) faithful he shows up in hebrews 11 it blows my mind every time i read it but um again i think we just we throw so many opportunities out the window when God gives us a charge and we we don't do it, Well we ignore it, it's simple things, right? We've all been there, at the gas station, and the guy across the pump from us, or the lady across the pump from us, and God just says, "Hey, talk to him, say hi, hand them a track," and we sit there and go, "Ah, well, they're on their phone, or ah, they they do not look nice, or they don't look like they want anybody to talk to them, or whatever." Me and maybe we're just unprepared. Maybe we don't have a track in the vehicle, and we can't we can't hand them um you know it's just little things it's there are big things in life that god tells us to do but oftentimes it's just little things every day little things that we could do with really very little time and effort and god just he says hey do this i think sometimes he says it to convict us to make us realize we're not ready for it um and the need that we have just to be obedient along the way um that's my thoughts from this chapter uh, needless to say and I hope it can be an encouragement to us and help to us uh, today next week we we'll look at woe to Moab um, always, a, always a fun chapter when there's some woes uh, in there we'll look at that next week let's pray Lord help us I do pray to be what we ought to be uh, to love you to serve you to follow you Lord continue to break us down in our selfishness and our pride Lord help us to love people better help us to move forward uh, closer to you I pray in Jesus' name, amen. We'll be back Wednesday night, uh, 7 o'clock. If you can be here, we'd love to have you here. Next week, we will have a quick uh, business meeting to talk about the Barretts, um, and I guess Brian Fox as well. Um, if you have any questions, please let me know on that. I'll be out of town this weekend. We'll be back for Sunday, uh, but we'll be out of town this weekend. Not sure exactly which day is yet, but the funeral for my grandfather is on Saturday, uh, so we'll be gone, uh, but we will be back for Sunday and uh, I'm here on Sunday, so if you need something, I'm probably not going to do a whole lot of phone answering on Saturday, so uh, just so you're aware of that as well. But we'll be here Wednesday night at 7 if you come. We'd sure love to have you. Um, Activities coming up, uh, an offering next week for the uh, Pew,